Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Good morning or good afternoon. My name is Steve Barr. I'm one of the campus pastors here, along with my wife, Nicole. Such a, uh, so good to see everybody here for our carol service. And we, we love doing our carols. It's a, it's a good way to celebrate Christmas and a good way to celebrate Jesus. And there's something about carols. It's almost like they're a doorway, and once you start singing them, and once you start filling your heart with them, it's like you've crossed over into Christmas land. Um, I'm a big advocate of carols every all all time of the year. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Somehow you cross over into Christmas land, and the world just seems more colourful, and it seems that there's more special treats on the kitchen bench, and, or and in and in the fridge, and there's fairy lights, and there's good cheer. Uh, and for myself, when I, you know, Christmas comes around, I'm a big fan of a nativity scene. I love going to find a nativity scene and I love immersing myself in the Christmas story. And for me, the part of that Christmas story that lifts me up so much is uh, where the angels appear to the shepherds uh, whilst they watch their flocks and they fill the night sky and they declare and they let everybody know that it's happened. What has been prophesied from hundreds, thousands of years before, that God would send a saviour that would change everything. It's happened. Now, today, the angels declare, filling the night sky. We read of the account in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 15. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. No one's excluded. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Messiah and he is Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And then suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And that has to be the biggest announcement the world has ever known. It says the heavenly host filled the sky, thousands upon thousands, possibly ten thousands upon ten thousands of angels. And rightly so, because the greatest event the world had ever known to them deserved the greatest announcement. The Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah said, it's going to be like this. The day is coming. The child will be born and it's going to be so great. It's going to be like when you have victory in battle. It's going to be like when you've planted all and you get the harvest and you get all the fruit. It's going to be like, you know, when you're carrying a really big heavy load and all of a sudden it's lifted off you. That's what the day is like. So the angels come out to declare and they affirm that prophecy, that God's promise of good news, great joy, peace, favour, a saviour for everybody. <clears throat> and that's the spirit of Christmas and that's the message of Christmas, God's promise fulfilled in Jesus Christ. But here's the thing, it's an important thing. 
As much as I love the angels, as much as I love that idea of the exalting heavenly host in the sky, they actually only appear halfway through the story and they can't do anything grand until Jesus has been born. They come on the scene after Jesus has been born. Christmas does not begin with the angels. I have to tell myself, Christmas begins with Jesus. Christmas centers upon Jesus. The Christmas blessings begin with Jesus. Everything we need to flourish in this life comes from heaven through Jesus. In a sense, God never promised us peace and joy and favor. He promised us a savior, he promised a savior, sorry, Jesus, through whom would come peace and joy and fulfillment and forgiveness and eternal life. As we open our lives to that truth of who he is, and what he can do in our lives. And so I love nativities when I focus and see the baby in that manger. And I open my heart and I behold God's promise fulfilled. He is with us in bodily form, in flesh and blood, in Jesus Christ. It's no ordinary baby though. He might look helpless. He might look vulnerable. But he's Jesus, the Son of God. All the universe was made by him, through him, and for him. And he's foregone the splendor of heaven, omnipotence, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, to limit himself in the vulnerable body of a baby. Why would he give up heaven? Because he loves each one of us so much. It's a baby who's going to grow to teach us the truth. And it's going to reveal that we have a Father in heaven who loves us. It's a baby who's going to grow and experience all aspects of life as we do. Every challenge, every temptation, every trial. So that he will totally understand us when we cry out and reach out to him in prayer. It's a baby who's going to grow and live a holy and pure life. And yet suffer on the cross in our stead that we would have the forgiveness of sins. And he's going to die, but he's going to be raised to eternal life. Eternal life that he's going to share with each and every one of us. So as we look at that baby in the manger, we know that hope of eternal life is birthed within us. And for all that, wrapped up in one big reason, Jesus is born as God's perfect and great expression of his love for each one of us. We didn't really know how much we were loved until Jesus was born. We're going to sing O Holy Night soon. Uh, and there's that great line there. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. We didn't know what we were missing. We were in sin till he appeared. And then we understand how much our soul is loved by God. Jesus gives up the splendor of heaven forever to come down in flesh and blood only to return. One of the more popular shows in the last few years has been The Voice. Who watches The Voice? Yeah. You come on stage and the judges are facing the other way and it's your job to get them to turn around. It's your job to impress them, to do a really good job. And it's sad and excruciating sometimes when suddenly they realise towards the end of the song the judge is not going to turn. And you can see it on their faces and they're, they're trying to, uh, to make, hit them up. Christmas assures us 
that we do not have to make God turn his chair. If life was the voice, we'd be walking on the stage and God's chair would already be turned. We don't have to do anything to impress him. He loves us. And he's proved it by sending Jesus Christ. This is love, the Apostle John says. Not that we love first, not that we love, but that God loved us first and sent Jesus. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more than he already does. He's already gone all the way. So what did the angels declare? Christ is born. And now, because Christ is born, there is true peace, there is real joy, and there is everlasting life. To that list, we can add hope and strength and purpose and encourage destiny. All of God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus. Everything begins. If we leave Jesus out of the equation of our life, then we fail to access access heaven's provision for us. If we leave Jesus out, then we start to rely on our own exploits to bring the things we need. We're going to fall short. Christmas reminds us that striving for these things apart from Jesus is a striving in vain. So what do we do? At Christmas, we want to be like the shepherds. Let's go and see this thing which we've read about. Let's go and see this thing we've heard about. My prayer, a two-phase prayer. Phase one is this, that we will take time, that we will pause, that we'll be like the carol we sang before. Hark, stop. The herald angels, the angels have declared God's goodness and God's purpose in Christmas. And that we'll find a place to think and to contemplate and spend time with God, to behold his love for him, for us, his love for us, and to ask for that love to be revealed in a much greater way. Let us go and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. My second prayer is that we would experience God's touch at this Christmas time. What did the shepherds come away saying? The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard, which were just as they had been told. God is true to his word. God is true to his promise. In Jesus Christ, we have fulfillment, peace, joy, and his favour upon us. So this Christmas and throughout the year, let's think about those declarations of the angels. Let's think about the shepherds seeking after God and seeing that is exactly as they were told. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. And we pray, Lord, as we enter this time of Christmas, that we would experience your touch, that you would renew and refresh and enliven in us again the promises that you have established in giving us your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for your provision, for your joy, for your peace and your love. 
we thank you, Lord, it abounds to us that you look upon us with grace and mercy. We seek after you, Lord. We know you are faithful. And we celebrate the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.